Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Shit Talking Banter podcast. Today's guest is Debbie Shaw, who is a podcaster from in Ireland. She hosts the Take Two podcast and does the exact same thing as me, where she speaks shit to people. So you can only imagine what our conversation is going to be like. If you haven't already, please go over to the Instagram page and give me a follow there. It's a new page and I'm trying to build the audience there. And without you, obviously I can't grow. Whilst I've still got you, if you could go on to YouTube as well and subscribe to the channel, like, share, just share with everyone, that would be absolutely amazing and it would be much appreciated. But other than that, enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Shit Talking Banter podcast. Today's guest is Debbie Shaw from the Take Two podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. I know we had a bit of a chit chat there, so it always seems weird whenever you say, how are you? <laughs> oh, fine, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wanted to get you on because um, we obviously connected through uh, Instagram with each other and I looked for your content and I thought that it was perfect. Um I know that you've only started off with the podcast recently, but um, it looks like you're hitting all the boxes. The content looks great. I listened to an episode today. Um, I forget what the guys, I think it's Darren. It was just the most recent one that you released. Um, Darren McGinnis. It was brilliant. It was really good. Did you like it? Really liked it. thought it was uh, very educational for listeners and the sort of chemistry that you had like um with him on the podcast was amazing like the back and forward was really good there was like no awkward bits and um he's very informative and very like straight down nerve and um yeah I like the way that you handled the conversation so uh that's why I was like yeah fuck it I'm gonna I'm gonna get Debbie on because um it'll be good to have a bit of back and forward with her as well I appreciate it thank you I feel like with the likes of Darren and other guests I've had on, they just really embrace. Uh, I feel like with my podcast anyways, it's kind of like I want to give them a room to rant and say their piece. And I think that's the beauty of just podcasting in general is just long form content is allowing creators to be that little bit more authentic and themselves. It's it's a beautiful little platform like that people should embrace a little bit more often, I think. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, I, I don't know about you, but most recently, uh, podcasts have been getting a lot of scrutiny from people on social media. And it's like, oh, everyone has a podcast now. And then there's some people who will give it a bad name to people who are actually doing it like consistently. But there's people who will be like, I'm going to start a podcast and then they do it for two or three weeks and then it ends. And then now it's like created like this kind of like thing where it's bad for people who are actually passionate in it because like, oh, you've just got a podcast, but like my mate down the road has a podcast as well. Do you know what I mean? Do do you Mm. kind of get that? Yeah, I do. So many people have a podcast right now. Statistically speaking, though, it is still significantly less. So there's around like two million podcasts, but then it's only like, 20% 20% of it that is just podcasts that are actively posting. So that's number one. And number two is I you understand why people want to start one. It's fun. It's fucking fun. And that's the one thing that like I started it out recently, but 
my intention was to just start talking to people. And it's really like helped me out, probably in confidence as well. You, you don't really connect much. Like social media is great, right? But like you don't I'm just, connect. I just fucking took that water. What you do? <laughs> oh, there you go. I don't get the fucking applause. I get someone coughing at me instead. <laughs> what a great start. My eyes are watering. That's bad. I always do that. I get too excited whenever the glass touches my lips and I'm like, right, let's take the water. And then it goes down the pipe hole. Anyway, sorry. Continue. No, that's basically Deb. Shut the fuck up, will you, please? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, where, where the fuck was I now? Um, I'm so sorry. Did you spit out again? <laughs> I, I just it's like there like I, I, I wish I had like do you know the cough button where like you can hold it and then I can cough and then you can still talk but yeah. it's just not gonna happen um did you see the it's always sunny in Philadelphia the recent season do you watch that series in general so I've only started watching it like the first season like my friends been telling me to watch it for ages and I've finally got down to actually watching it I'm more of an office guy office is great the office is great but anyways there's this one fucking bit in uh, it's always sunny like season 15 is when the gang go to ireland right and anyways there's this bit with the coughing scene oh yeah it's just dennis holding in a cough but like it's gas because he's in like in front of this irish lady they're trying to rent a costume and he's like oh, yeah <laughs> like looking at her turning around like yeah yeah i'll, I'll youtube basically it, it. <laughs> you have to you have to you have to um anyways podcasting yes yeah. there is quite a scrutiny for anyone who does try it out i think the reason why so many quit is because the instant gratification that social media gives you is very different to the instant grat- gratification that podcasting give you i.e it does not mm. and it's very difficult to actually work it's difficult. Sometimes people find it very hard to post even a photo of themselves on social media and have it have like 20 likes. You know, back in the day when Instagram first started, we used to be proud of ourselves when it went from like all the usernames to 11 other people, right? So, but now it's, um, God knows, on the hundreds. But when you, I understand that like when someone works on a podcast, which is like an hour long or whatever, and then it only has 12 listens it's like oof all right like can i do this on a weekly basis it's not a survival of the fittest kind of thing but it is a um the reward is different and that kind of rules out where people's intentions are um for now lads are getting crucified if they have the po- if they have a podcast unfortunately um it's like a little bit of a stereotype where because of like unfortunately with what's happening with joe rogan it's just like slandering men a little bit more than usual and um men with podcasts are getting it as well look like uh, would you be familiar with what people are saying right now with the men and podcast kind of thing oh yeah like i i listen to joe rogan like religiously yeah. every single day yeah you got that stat yeah. then you the two million thing from jurgen um i don't know from him but like it could be because he is yeah. like okay cool. um i i do <laughs> listen to him as well but yeah it's the likes of uh, fresh and fit it's a podcast where they just basically are sorry but they are a little bit like shitty towards women mm, and that has okay. just gone around and like it's picked up like a few 
um, probably extreme points of opinions on women and points of view where it's just like, after my wife has a baby, if she doesn't go back into the gym, it's okay if I cheat. And it's like, don't say that. Like you're you're not helping. Are they saying everyone it like, else like, out? Are they saying it like an, a joke, or are they doing it with intent? Intent, like uh-huh. unfortunately, as in, I I always say I I like to live life understanding that there's two sides to every story. And I like, I don't listen to them because A, it's just one of those things where like, I don't want to consume that. But yeah. B, you, you, with everyone, you're always going to find really good points, right? With every piece of conversation, that's the beauty of conversation. And that's why uh, I try to push this kind of stuff. But then there comes a point in time where you're like, listen, you're pushing a narrative that is very uh, just condescending. That's the word and mm-hmm. not nice. I think that's the thing. It's just not nice. Joe Rogan is great. I have nothing fucking against him. <laughs> like, uh, and everyone does right now and everyone's out to fucking slander him. But-, but the thing is, like I was talking about this with uh, a guy on my last podcast and he was saying that um, people are getting two minute excerpts off the podcast and they're not actually listening to the whole thing or they're not even going to look at Joe as a person and see what he does or listen to any of his other episodes. They just listen to one two minute clip of an episode and it's taken out of context and that's why he's getting slandered now and splashed all against the media but he's came out and said it's it's a political like smear campaign against him so like he's apologized which i didn't think he should had to do um because that just sort of that creates more shit then from whoever's you know smearing him and um, I think that a lot of people nowadays, they just jump on the bandwagon straight away. Where rather, you should actually go and do like your own research into what has been going on and uh, what the whole context of the outrage is. Yeah, um, it's just one of those things where just in general with the media after so long, they have controlled the narrative, whichever way it is. And uh, with independent creators or whatever like it's always going to cause an issue with the likes of um with the likes of rogan and stuff it's just one of those things where listen if you don't a if you don't like what he stand what he what conversations he's having don't tune in that's number one number two is after that conversation what are you going to do with that knowledge ask yourself what are you going to do are you going to go out and have joe rogan be your jesus and that he's your only source of information or are you going to actually read up about this stuff are you going to look into what his guests stand for are you going to see the other side of the story like uh, and i'm sure that's what he wants to promote it's just that people don't do that people don't take people's opinion unfortunately people's opinions and just see see what works see what that and let go what doesn't it's just like a one size fits all approach for everything eh yeah he doesn't fit this so cancel him this doesn't fit that cancel that and it's just like you're tying you're tiring everyone out you're gonna end up canceling everyone but yourself at the end of the day <laughs> and, then, and uh oh. it, it's just sad it's uh like i don't know it's weird because uh 
there's like a massive push for like, why isn't everyone talking about this stuff? But then when someone does, they're faced with all of this and it just discourages them, unfortunately. I don't think it will discourage Joe Rogan. Though. No, no way. I uh, I think he, what he should do, um, and he can make the same amount of money because he's got 11 million subscribers on YouTube and I don't know what the listens are on Spotify, but it's probably in the millions as well. He could go off, create his own website and then do subscriptions because I know there's other podcasts that I listen to that do that and like he would make his money back. Um, mm. But I mean... Yeah, he, uh, he yeah, I feel like since he's moved to Spotify and made money, money, people had a lot more to say about him after that. Yeah. And he was as popular before. Um, I, who knows what the contract is, though? I, I don't think Spotify are the ones that are slandering him, though. No. I think they're like protecting him, yeah, which uh, is like fair play to them, I think. Netflix were kind of like that as well, which like they do kind of like protect their creators to a certain extent. YouTube does a very shit job at it. Um, But uh, yeah, it's just independent thought is not promoted whatsoever. And I don't know, maybe, maybe put a fucking, I don't know, trigger warning opinions. (laughs) Uh, He he was thinking of doing that. And like, if there's anything that he thinks that, not that he thinks it's controversial, but if he knows what people who are going to be easy offended thinks controversial, he's going to put up a trigger warning, uh, which will probably obviously alleviate all the bullshit that he's getting now at the moment. Uh, yeah, you, uh, I agree with that. I think you just kind of have to like learn and take something away from him, which is like, okay, make sure that you add resources maybe on the footnotes. The Joe Rogan experience has a tendency of just having a one-liner on who the person is and that's it. Maybe yeah. go into a little bit more detail so that people can read about the conversation before it. There's a lot of things to do. Yeah. Um, fuck Joe Rogan anyway. We're here to talk about you or else I would have oh. had him on as a guest. <laughs> ah, well, you do have a five foot three person, just not a bald man yeah. <laughs> that loves jujitsu, unfortunately. Uh, so why, like, th- why did you want to get into podcasts and why did you start your own podcast? Did I start my own podcast? Um, I love to talk. That's the short answer. And I always had this thing where I always wanted to promote the concept of there being more than just one perspective. Easiest way to do that was through a medium like a podcast. Um, A very strange other reason why is because I was really struggling being a foreigner in Ireland and just the concept of like not having a group of friends lockdown obviously didn't help it at all and it was one of those things where like you can reach out to people and have that you think would be a great like person to chat with and kind of like talk to them and create something that people can also join in on the conversation so um that would basically be it just allowing people to talk yeah with more than just myself yeah that's obviously a good reason to have and like you said you're talkative as well so why not put the good use and talk to other people um, and yeah, get that accent going <laughs> yeah. and i think it's kind of sweet what you said as well that like you obviously um 
like I know how it is for people in Ireland because obviously up in the north as well, it's the exact same for uh so I thought there was a fly on my mic. I was like, what the fuck? I was looking at there. Uh yeah, though no, I was saying that like people up north, um, and it's probably the same from people down south as well. Whenever um foreigners come into the country, they are treated like outsiders. Like it's none of this bullshit you see in movies where like, oh, we're gonna welcome you in the community. It's none of that. Like it there is like some not like hostility, but it's just like, oh mm-hmm. no, we're not gonna, we're not even gonna reach a, a hand out to them. Um People can slate me for this all they want, but it is the truth. In your inner circles, you know that you just want to stick with your own kind. So whenever an outsider does come in, it is very hard for them to get in. Um, so like things like you just said there, like podcasting, even like sports teams are like going and doing like those extracurricular activities, like they will yeah. help you. They will. They will for sure. Look, um, I kind of like spoke about this a little bit on um, TikTok and stuff. It's not that the nationals are not friendly fucking far from it whatsoever. Like this, that perspective doesn't even have a seat at the table, right? It's just the issue of, it is very intimidating to walk in and be like, you guys have been friends since the age of fucking four. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's not even that there is no place. It's just very difficult to join in and very difficult to just be like, can you invite me for a pint? Like, uh, how do you do this? So it's, uh, it's only natural that, and also being Maltese, there isn't that many people of us worldwide. We don't take up that much space. So then moving to a foreign country, it's not like you can fucking go to your local au pair group or uh, like learn English and you're going to find X amount of Italians and Spanish and French. It's just like, there's that disconnect where we can't connect over each other because I can't connect with you with struggling over not understanding Irish people (laughs) you know what I mean and speaking my language I got I have a similar upbringing to Irish people like we have the same like religion not that uh, religion is massive but like we have the same holy communion and church schools and uh, confirmation and that sort of thing um, so yeah, it, it is difficult. It is very difficult. I found it better. I, I, I found myself a little bit more through the podcast. I talked to more people because I kind of like made friends with these guests now to a certain extent, which is like a, a beautiful thing, which I don't know. At, at first I felt like a little bit judgmental of myself of being like, oh, Deb, like that's, that's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? That you need a podcast to make friends. But funnily enough, it's I'm treating it the same way as I would if it were like a sport or just being a musician and collaborating over something. It's a collaborative community. And yeah, I'm finding myself here. Like I'm in my fourth year now. So I started my fourth year in Ireland. Lockdown didn't help as well. So funnily enough, um, I had moved to Ireland for my master's degree. So I was locked in just doing my master's. And then a few months later, lockdown got announced after graduation. So I couldn't exactly experience the Irish culture that uh, someone else would have due to timing. Yeah. Um, no, I honestly think that your um, reasoning for starting it is amazing. And it's uh, very 
um, admirable as you like you as a person. That's why you wanted to do it. So props to you for admitting that and, and being open about that. And uh, also, I mean, there's not much to learn about Irish culture. You just need to know how to uh, drink a pint of Guinness and you'll be sorted in the bar. Yeah. But obviously you didn't have that because of lockdown. So that's, uh, that. yeah, that is the shit sort of situation. <laughs> Yeah, timing has never been my thing, honestly. <laughs> I uh, I think that's the same with me. We just experienced that before um, the podcast started recording. My uh, laptop was just shitting itself. And honestly, I was uh, having a meltdown breakdown. I was like wondering <laughs> if she could hear me because the screen was just blank, but it said you had joined. And I was like, you fucking bastard. Why the fuck's this not working? And like, I was like, she's going to think I'm some psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I did take a screenshot. Oh, okay, that's great. So I was probably <laughs> fucking right up close. Like, have you seen that guy? Uh, is it Francis Bourgeois, the guy that has the uh, the tr- he loves the trains and he has like the uh, yes. camera that comes over? Have you seen that? Was that did I look like that? Yeah. No, you didn't. You okay. looked very angry. <laughs> I can show it to you. I can show it to everyone that's on YouTube if you want. I took a photo on my phone. Let me just pull oh, that up real yeah. quick. That's um. I get compared to Donald Duck. If that was like my cartoon character. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, this is so funny. It looks like I'm actually taking a shit. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a tiny bit of like, there's not even any anger in that. It's like a lot of disappointment. <laughs> Fucking hell. Thank you for taking it. That is, uh, You're welcome. I love that. I was uh, actually saying that I, I was talking to myself maybe like just in case you were listening to me because you were still stuck and I'm like oh, I'm gonna take a photo like I don't care <laughs> I'll send it to uh, him later that. that was class <laughs> send, it, send that to me after I'll have to put yeah. it on my uh, Instagram <laughs> uh, and if people are listening and wonder what the fuck they're talking about go on the YouTube and uh, subscribe and like and share and um, that's a little plug in for me uh, yeah it's worth uh, it <laughs> yeah I know exactly back to you um, so You've obviously, you've sort of jumped the gun as in, and what I mean by saying jump the gun is people who start a podcast usually do the ones where it's either with their mates or they do it like we're doing now where we do it through the camera, but you've like jumped a couple of steps and you've just, you've went straight into meeting people face to face. So like, what was your thoughts before starting a podcast? Did you want to always do that or did you have the idea of doing maybe some something like this like we do through the camera as well i always loved content creation i loved it when i was younger back to literally a child when youtubers weren't a thing at all i was always just fascinated by how shows were made and how things were like how entertainment was created so my thinking with that was kind of like all or nothing balls deep let's go mm-hmm. i like uh, with, you approached me for this podcast i'm like you want to come here <laughs> like um <laughs> i i just love the experience of setting up everything and microphones and just sitting down and getting frustrated out over how shitty microphones are sometimes I love it. I I love editing as well. As much as of a fucking bitch it can be. Let's not even talk about yesterday. But um, I I always dreamt of shows and production. And again, it comes with connection too. It's just beautiful to meet people face to face. 
and uh, I think uh, like the best uh, conversations I've had uh, not, not that my conversation with you is not good Nathan but uh, the best conversations I did have were the ones that were kind of face-to-face where you can kind of like is this person uncomfortable is uh, like do I have to give them a little bit more small talk while we're still recording just in case I don't know um, so yeah that and also I wasn't spending my money anywhere <laughs> again because lockdown so I was like I've always been very bad at taking risks and I, especially with money. Um, so I was like, let this be my little risk where let me put in a little bit of like a, a few euros into this and pay to actually have conversations and pay to have this done properly. And I haven't looked back, honestly, like uh, it's only been 12 episodes, but it's fucking worth it. It really is. Yeah. And like, what, uh, what, what sort of steps did you take to actually get it set up? Like, where'd you get your equipment from? Like, did you ask like people, like, did you network with others like before setting it up or did you just like research it all yourself? Google, everything on Google. Um, I was recording at a local studio over here. So I was paying 40 euros an hour. I also produce another, um, a podcast show that I have no involvement in except for production. It's called Slide Away. It's for like skaters in Ireland um, because they are a community that are very underrepresented. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got in touch with the local studio, showed up, and I full on just put my iPhone on a tripod and left it in the studio because the SLRs don't record over 30 minutes. Funnily enough, if you ever want to do that, now you know. Um, did I network? No, I did not. I, I, I have this thing about networking, right? Um, it works, and I understand how important and valuable contacts are. But it's also just one of those things where I'd rather make genuine connections through life mm-hmm. rather than just make a LinkedIn connection. Does that make sense? Yeah, but um, and I'm on the same page as you. I don't like. I don't yeah. even have a LinkedIn account, and I don't like networking with other people until like I would do something like this before I get to know them. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it it it's weird. Again, it goes back to social media and what the fuck this is. Like the, um, I don't know. I don't understand it. But like, um, it just all goes back to the same thing of like, what the fuck is the point of networking? Put yourself out there. And fucking figure figure out how you're gonna put yourself out there, and then just it will happen, because you will have no fucking option other than to make it happen. That's literally it. You know what I mean? Because then you know, okay, I'm gonna have to do this next. All right, let me go on Google. Who do I have to get in contact with? There's X amount of companies over here. Which one looks cool? Which one looks kind of like affordable? Then you just uh, like the ball really just starts rolling without you noticing. Yeah. And so now, like, obviously you said at the start, you were um, doing them in your studio. Do you um, still do it in your studio or have you like brought the equipment to like your home or like somewhere else? So I made a hefty purchase and I bought all the equipment. Now I found a local brewery called Brew, B-R-U. You can find them like anywhere. They basically just, yeah, it's in Meath. 
So okay, cool. the brewery comes from me. It's in Dublin. Um, but they recently collaborated with Galway Bay Brewery, and I think there's going to be something else in the works. And uh, I just got in touch with them, and they were kind enough to offer the function room. So the one with Darren yesterday, uh, the one that was a bitch to fucking edit, that was done for the first time at the brewery. I, all my equipment, literally, I'm saying four mics, four tripods, one light tripod, um, three cameras with their tripods. Like, I'm carrying a lot. It's a backache to walk there because I don't drive either. So um, it's it's on me. And I'm a small person too. Uh, so um, I have to add like a little like 20 minutes to just slowly like pace myself and just walk there. But <laughs> you make it happen. Um, again, Google uh, gear4music.ie if anyone wants to purchase equipment. Nice. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's amazing that you're fucking that you're doing that and you're going to like another like function room. I think that's brilliant. Um because I've always like dabbled in the idea of like where would I do it? But like I kind of like don't like having people know that I've just met where my address is. Cause like if I I could easily just do it on the sofa and like have like a couple of cameras set up at different angles and then it's obviously easier for editing. Um but I like the idea of that, like the looking for obviously somewhere else, like if it's a functions room and you can get free, hey, fucking, you're one step ahead. If you have to pay for it, that's obviously the investment that you make for great content. Yeah. So I was paying before at like the um, studio, obviously, but the over there, I'm just covering pints and food. So I thought it was going to be a bargain, but mm. like add on six pints, three meals and all that shit, it quickly adds up to <laughs> what I was paying at the studio. So again, working it out, not really good at maths and uh, <laughs> unfamiliar with this. I was actually thinking about filming it here. But uh, another point was that I was uncertain if people would feel comfortable yeah. with just like, you know, that awkward, like, oh, sure, I, I have to go now. Um yeah. People usually feel a lot more comfortable if they just have to leave after it's done. If obviously you can really connect with one person, but then with the other person, you're just kind of like, thanks for the convo. Like yeah. it was lovely. Really appreciate it. Have a nice day. And I think if they'd be in my house, they'd feel obliged to stick around with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like fucking, they're going to have the tea on in a couple of hours and we can watch the game after. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. As in, look, I am funnily enough, I am a massive introvert, right? So like, if I don't want it, like, I don't know. I think people will just feel really obliged to stay. And also how the fuck would you tell them? Like, listen, I'm tired or listen, I have to work. Yeah. go like <laughs> leave uh, as in it's just a weird dynamic isn't it it is like i would be the opposite i'm an extrovert so like i just fucking say it how it is so like if that was happening with me i would probably just turn around to him and just be like listen you can just leave afterwards like don't get awkward with me <laughs> Within the heart, like. <laughs> straight in there. But I mean, I know I, I do get what you mean as well. Like, just been there's some guests where like you obviously don't connect on that level, and um, like you can even feel it as well whenever you're doing a conversation. Like sometimes, like it does get a bit awkward, and you're just like, oh fuck, how am I going to like try and end this? Um, so yeah, I, I I understand sort of where you're coming from on that point. Um, which kind of brings me to my next point. Then, so you, you're saying that you're an introvert and stuff, but like, how do you obviously? like reach out to these people to 
invite them on as guests? Um, I used I usually do a little bit of research on them, and then I've I've DM'd them on Instagram the most. That's okay. what has worked. Um, don't know if I've even I, I probably try to send a few contact forms on people's websites, right? Yeah. The only issue is that sometimes people people don't check their website contact forms. So uh, um, it was I, I haven't found much success with that or even just the widget doesn't work on their website. So they think they replied, but they didn't. Yeah. So yeah, usually I DM them. I kind of have this rule of I send it once. I send it one more time as a little reminder, just in case sometimes the algorithm just throws you in the fucking request yeah. section. And you're like, listen, I'm not insulting the person. Like, I'm not trying to send them a dick pic. Like, all I'm trying to ask them is, like, you want to come on? Like, this will benefit you. Um, so I send two. After that, it's up to them. Yeah. I've had a few. It was very tough at first starting with the podcast because I've had a few, like, people say they're interested, then ghost me. I've had a few no-shows. Get that. Or like, and that was very difficult. I think it was just, it was hard because I started to get like my hopes up because I was like, oh my God, I'm really excited. You know what I mean? And this is going to be great. And then they just don't, like they don't follow through. Mm. So it, it, it was a learning process and like not getting as frustrated as I used to get before of being like, I, I never texted anyone. Like I don't want anyone to think that this is um, me slandering them. But internally, at first I was like, oh, there's something wrong with me. So, you know, yeah. um, sometimes like if someone sends me a voice note, I have a tendency of sending them back a voice note. And usually it was always after the voice note. And that I found a little bit difficult because in my anxious brain, I was like, they heard my accent. Like they heard that I'm not Irish, therefore they don't want to connect with me. Like it was very like attacky on myself. Um, but after that, I'm like, fuck it. Um, <laughs> fuck it. Fuck you. If you want to come on, I'll come on again. And uh, like, we'll see what we can do with something like that. If it's worth it. Um, I've had a few instances though, where people have ghosted me and then they came back after they saw the little bit of success that it was gaining. And I'm like, mm. nah. Yeah, that's like, it's like mind games, isn't it? Um, no, no, no. That one, then I'll just be like, I'll, I'll draw the line. I I don't know. I'm, I'm a boundaries person, in fairness. Yeah. Like, I love my boundaries. And that is something that I just don't want, uh, won't allow to happen. As in, you can't just ghost me for x amount of months consistently and then just be like oh i can do tomorrow fuck you i can't do tomorrow and we're not <laughs> gonna do this <laughs> you know what i mean as in yeah. it, then it's just like oh you're taking the piss now well i on- sound so rude in your podcast no, you i swear guys i'm nice you <laughs> <laughs> no you are and you're nice like it, you, this can be applied to like anything it doesn't have an, anything have to be just podcasts and this can be like people who are business owners as well like they obviously know what you're going through and but for me yeah, as yeah. being a podcaster as well like I honestly understand everything you just said because it's happened to me hundreds of times like it's actually uh it's fucking I'm doing a podcast with uh, Debbie afterwards on her show so 
if we could probably talk about it on that um because obviously i just want to focus on you you're probably going to ask me loads of questions afterwards and um, which i'll put the link in the description for uh so I suppose, yeah, we, we've kind of made that connection. We kind of know that um, obviously we're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, um, but there is like a level of respect that you should have for someone um, and just tell them how it is because um, clear communication is obviously what you want and that leads to respect. And then you obviously, like you said, you have your own boundaries as well and you don't want anyone pushing on your boundaries. Uh, but yeah, it's a good attitude to just be like, fuck it. And um, you just you just keep on persevering. Uh my next question was going to be who I don't know if how you'll get with this because I've asked other podcasters before and they don't really like the answer. I don't know why, but like I feel with you, you'll probably just say it, uh, which is good. So who's been your favorite uh, guest on your podcast so far? Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not going to give you a top one because the reason why is because Every guest I have means a different yeah. topic entirely. Uh, so the one with Coach Pig yesterday, I really liked. And that was about um, health in general. So like approaching physical health as not just being like in the gym, bodybuilding mindset. Um, I'm just going to end up listing all of them out. Uh, I'll give you my top five. I like the one with Martin's World and about uh, uh, decriminalization of cannabis. The main reason why I like that is he taught me so much about how to bring up an argument. Like, and it was just like something that, like, I'm sure that he didn't mean that because we were talking about decriminalization, right? But he was so amazing and just embracing every fucking concern a narrative that people have and just being like look this is how it is but look this is my knowledge and that's why i'm not going to do x the my most underrated episode in my opinion is with sihai he is an irish rapper mm-hmm. and uh, we spoke about the music industry being an independent artist and then we full-on went all as deep into the if, whether or not we're in a simulation like <laughs> <laughs> um so that's a massively underrated episode um what else what other conversations that i have top three um uh, i had so many they were all like really fucking good i yeah i'll give you top three maybe I, th- there's also the one with nina yablonska which is an lgbt creator she's had the beautiful story about how she went completely viral at the age of 15 or 16 and how she had to handle with letting go of all of that and just like leaving social media for x amount of years and leaving like potential um a shit ton of followers and fame like she was getting millions of views on her youtube and she just like let that go and reinvented herself so that's a super one and just like moving uh, beyond identifying yourself on based on your sexuality so that's a really good one too and with evan fogger no and there's also stephen considine bipolar bearware where he just brought vulnerability to the table like no fucking other I think and on your Instagram. That, that one is my most successful episode and that episode was the one that I was so scared to post 
which is really interesting. And the reason why I was scared to post about it was because his vulnerability was kind of like a ripple effect and made me vulnerable. Mm. And so I ended up talking about, so I am very asthmatic. Um, and I had a really bad like experience with this medicine called Singular, which full on just gave me hallucinations within like a week or two, like suicidal ideations, that sort of thing. And uh, I had asked my doctor, I had asked him, I'm like, listen, you're, I'm on too many meds right now. And he's like, no, you're fine. And uh, it was my mistake in not Googling it. But then the moment, like after I was full on just losing my mind, mm-hmm. um, I, what we were like, what the fuck, what's happened? What has changed? And like, it was this medicine and lo and behold, it's just like, this medicine like getting sued like fda are proposing to have like black box uh, like uh, kind of like smoking kills Mm. singular gives you bad mental like um it's massive and that was something where i was like really scared for because i'm like oh my god people are going to be um people are going to think of me differently that's what i thought and uh I don't think people did. No, no one actually talked about it, which is weird because everyone that I heard of that has taken singular has lost their shit. Um, have this be a singular slander episode. <laughs> Fucking hate it. If you know anyone that's asthmatic that gets given recommended singular or prescribed singular, tell them to look after their mental health. And just like if they're thinking full on, about it, like if they're getting really scary thoughts about ending things, it's the it's the medicine. Like yeah. so yeah, uh got a little bit deep, but the, yeah, those are my top five. Nina, Stephen, see hi, um Martin Darren. Brilliant. And the rest are shit. Uh, all so- of them. <laughs> um no, that's great. I, I'm glad that you obviously you went into that to sort of see what your your top ones are because I always like to kind of not like put like other podcasters on the spot but it's just it's funny that you actually give examples because like i've spoken to some other podcasters and they have like said oh i can't really say and i'm just like oh you're not being true to yourself like you might as well just fucking say it Um, as in not that the other ones weren't at all um i'm just putting it in like i feel like those are the most important discussions for me personally, because I also have a say in this that has um, impacted people. There's also another one with Evan Fogarty where he full on just represents the skating community like no fucking other, which is brilliant as well. So let's say top six. The And I think that's the beauty of podcasting is that there's like a little topic for everyone and a little perspective for everyone. And if you listen to them in bulk, even better, you're going to learn a hell of a lot more. Because uh, it's funny. It's kind of like only now that I'm podcasting more often, I'm starting to notice a little bit of a correlation with like connecting the dots where one of the dots is it's not a mental health podcast. Mental health is brought up in every single episode, every single one, which says a lot about our generation and hopefully the generation that we're going to bring into the world soon enough. It's going to be very... um, a self-aware generation, most likely. Um, another one is stoicism, funny enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's being brought up too. That's in jujitsu. And I don't even do jujitsu, but it keeps being brought up. 
probably a podcasting thing. Well, yeah, you do jujitsu. I do. Fucking <laughs> me, there you go. There you fucking I go. haven't done it though since I was in Australia, but uh, yeah, I'm meaning to get back uh. into it. I, I fucking love it. It's amazing. Um it just teaches you so much. But I want to end things on that note because that was really good what you talked about, the mental health and obviously all the correlations with the podcasting. Um so what where can people find you? Sorry, like where where are you on YouTube, Twitter, whatever? Just give all your shout outs. All my shout outs. Listen to Take Two with Debbie Shaw. S-H-A-W, Debbie, with no B-Ys. It's just B-B-I-E. Um, I'm on Instagram. I I love me some Instagram. Debbie Shaw, just without the A, same on TikTok. Those are the main ones. I don't use Twitter. Don't even fucking bother. Okay. I'll try, but I won't. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's that's okay. I've got uh, I've got two followers on Twitter. I'm trying to get into yeah. it. So I'm just like... I don't even get that much engagement on it, but I'm just like, fuck it, I'll just go with it. But uh, yeah, if anyone's listening, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I might as well throw in my shout out as well. Um, yeah, exactly. But Debbie, no, listen, this was amazing. Thank you very much for uh, doing this. And we're going to head on to yours now as well. So everyone go and yeah, check yeah. out the podcast. Nathan, part two. Okay. Thank <laughs> you so much.